She's alive. Alive! What's up, guys, and welcome to the Ghoul Gang. How are you doing this week, Ellie? Oh, I'm doing good. Are you really, though? No. That was not <laughs> very convincing. No, it's a rough Tuesday. It's been a rough Tuesday. I think it's the moon. Are we coming up on a full one? Oh, my God, I don't believe in that shit. I don't well, know. Well, you know what? Get out. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> Alright, yeah. so this is our first official episode. Um, I thought maybe we'd get started just with a brief lead-in question. Ellie, what's your favorite scary movie? <sighs> you can't ask a loaded question like that. That's like asking, like... What your favorite movie is? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, I actually, funny enough, got asked this. I was out to dinner with some people, and they were like, oh, we heard you're into into horror, and I was like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 I'm, like, trying to be cool and, like, spouting off a bunch of shit about, like, George Romero and, <laughs> and, like, anyway, then they're like, what's your favorite scary movie? And I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had to categorize it. I had oh, to be yeah. like, okay, like, what are we talking, like, psychological horror, like, zombie horror, uh, like, post, I'm you talking know what I'm like just, like, in general. First thing that comes to your mind. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Scream. Which is a classic. Which is... It's a 90s classic. Right. Like, Scream is, I would say, what movie could I watch every single day and not get sick of it? Mm -hmm. It's Scream. Yeah. Not Scream 2, 3, 4, whatever. I love, love me some young Nev Campbell. Yeah, 100%. And those guys in their, like, bowling shirts. You know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? Like Jamie like Kennedy? Guys. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy... Um, who else? Oh, God, there's nothing hotter than Skeet Ulrich. Ugh, Am I right? Christ. No, you're not. Yes, I'm 110% right. I'm Aren't 100... you going to ask me? Okay, so Scream. Yeah. Scream is yours. I wasn't done yet. Oh, okay. Do you have more than one? No, I'm done now. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? It's got to be the OGRZ House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That is my all-time favorite yeah. Watched it and made me feel sick for two days after. Like yeah. best scary movie ever. It's the it's the one that I send people to if they're like, oh, I don't really know. And then they Why get back to me. Why would you do that to and someone? They're like, they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, that's You're what I'm welcome. into. <laughs> I'm a mom. and best soundtracks ever. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. people can hate on Rob Zombie all they want, but Dude, his soundtracks. Up are the best. But in his Halloween remake, the first one, the second one we just won't talk about because it was... It was brutal. It was horrible. Yeah. But the first one, when Michael Myers is walking down the street to Tom Sawyer by Rush. Oh, God. Oh, uh, God, it was so good. I mean, he My knows. Name, I <laughs> like, and he's like, the silhouette is like... <laughs> like, it was so... So... Perfect. And it was like, yeah. no one would ever think to put that together, but it worked. It did so work. Well. I mean, you, I, obviously, we both love Rob Zombie. For me, I'm definitely a Devil's Rejects gal. See, I'm not, a, I don't love the sequel. I, I like the first I'm one. I'm Devil's Rejects 100%, but it's only because of the ending. Yeah. Which is 
everything I could ever want. <laughs> Which is why we're paying, playing Freebird at your funeral. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if I die young, as my casket's being lowered, I want Freebird by Leonard Skinner. And I want you to just be flick, flipping everybody off. Just double, double, just double birding it. And I'm like, how's this for free birds, you motherfuckers? And you're just like, <laughs> and then I go down. God, your mother would kill me. I know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> favorite movie section. <laughs> what we're talking about tonight, um, as I sip my liqueur, the. Most haunted building in Chicago, which I'm not quite sure I believe. Uh, the Congress Plaza Hotel. <laughs> put in a cool, <laughs> put in a cool sound effect. Right Wait, there. what was that? <laughs> God, whatever happened to the darkness? Isn't that what that? Yeah, the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, no one wants to hear this. No one, no okay. one does. We'll cut it all out. Or will I? You don't know. Oh, please don't. Oh, I don't like leaving this in your hands. <laughs> Fun story before we get into it. Grace oh. has a, uh... I have a deep connection. Pretty serious con- connection no. to the Congress no. Hotel. So, I went to school at Columbia College, which shares a block with the Congress Plaza. And it was the day after uh, St. Patrick's Day... My freshman year of college, and, you know, freshman year, you don't know your limits yet, am I right? <laughs> so, I <laughs> I show up, it's midterms, it's March, it's right before spring break, and I run from my dorm to my building where I'm supposed to be taking my intro to PR midterm, and I somehow managed to pass it. I have a shamrock still pinned to the front of my shirt, of course, because I didn't change. And I obviously probably Why would you? reek of alcohol. And my professor was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome. He was like some old, like, madman type guy. I remember almost falling out of my seat to put my midterm on his desk. And I stumbled out of the building like down, took the elevator, down the 16 floors, and I walked out of the building, and I puked (laughs) all over the front walkway of the Congress Plaza Hotel. (laughs) That's why I know it says the Congress Plaza, because it says it on their little red on it. And you'll never forget it. I will never forget it, because there were people out there, I don't know, if you're from Chicago, you know there's a lot of people who, like, picket out front of the Chicago Plaza, or the Congress Plaza, because of some um, people are protesting <clears throat> union wages or whatever, oh, yeah, for yeah. hotel workers. Um, and there was a bunch of them, like, oh, marching, no. and I, like, threw up in the middle of it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel much better now. <laughs> I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> and I ran back to my dorm and slept for 24 hours. So, fun times. That was my first experience with the Congress. And you passed the... I did. You passed the midterm. I did. I did. I got my degree three years, three and a half years later. (laughs) (laughs) And bless. Bless. So, um, other than your um, incredible interaction (laughs) with the Congress Hotel, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, just the original history of it? 
Yeah, okay, so what I didn't know was originally when the hotel was built in 1893, it was called the Auditorium Annex. Oh. As it was across the street from the Auditorium Theater, which also used to be a hotel. And there was a tunnel under the two connecting them, which I oh, had wow. no idea about. For, like, guests to use? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was like an expansion of the Auditorium Hotel and Theater. Okay. And that's where the Joffrey Ballet still performs. Right, right, like, right. That's where I was actually in the Nutcracker. Of course. Oh, God, I have so many stories. I was in the Nutcracker. I was. I was in the Nutcracker as a child performer. So, yeah, I remember being in the basement of the Auditorium Theater because that's where you were under the stage. Mm -hmm. Like, and so dancers would just hang out under there. And I remember hearing that there were tunnels, but I didn't realize that they connected to the Congress Plaza. So do they still exist? You yeah. Know? Yeah. They do, I believe, but I don't think they're open. Okay. Um that would be that would be cool. That would to be check something out. to see. And we'd probably get arrested. Yeah, for sure. It's worth it. Yeah. Um so originally called the Auditorium Annex. It was built in eighteen ninety three after the Chicago Fire, which okay. was in eighteen seventy one. So I don't know if you knew this, but in <laughs> Pre-1870, all of Chicago was made of wood. Fun fact. Everything <laughs> was fucking Completely up. went up in flames. Some people say that a cow tipped over a lantern. I like to say there were just arsonists about. I'm sure. <laughs> That's such baloney. Yeah. So, um... That's not a fact, right? Oh. Isn't that just like a wives' tale? Five nights ago when right. we were all in bed. No, I know. It was totally Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Right. Um, That is a wives' tale. How but terrible whatever. would it be to be that Mrs. Cow. O'Leary? Oh, that cow. <laughs> How? That cow is probably made in a burger. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Chicago was a huge slaughterhouse at the time. It oh, smelled God. like death. Chicago, even you know, after the fire. So. I don't have a great past. This was in the bounce back days of the right. fire. So Chicago was on the up and up. It was chosen to host the World's Columbian Exposition. Which, which is the World's the Fair. World's Fair. But wasn't right. that did they chose that because it was kind of like I read some stuff about obviously Chicago was trying to rise from the ashes. Exa- literally. L- literally. <laughs> Yes, exactly right. Um, but it was also doing a great job of it. Right. Like, there was a lot of work. There was a lot of, you know, Midwestern industry is different than coastal industry. Like, we had a lot of livestock. We had a lot of agriculture. Right. But we also had this awesome waterfront, which was great for ports. But Chicago made the decision to make our lakefront beautiful. Yeah. Which was awesome. Which also has a lot to do with the World's Fair. Right. They built out our lakefront. It wasn't. Isn't that when they started to build mm-hmm. out? The yeah. AV? Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, the original tower of the Congress Plaza went up in 1893. That's the one that has the telltale Congress. The hotel, red sign. The, the red sign. Like, if you look at the Chicago skyline, getting a southern, or uh, a western-looking view, you will see the Congress in red lights. Yeah, and that's on the North Tower. Yes, the North Tower is the original tower. Um, And then the South Tower, the construction started in 1902, and that includes those famous banquet halls known as the Gold Room. um, And... uh, What was the other? Florentine? Florentine. The Florentine. Yes. So, fun fact about the Gold Room, 
it is the first ballroom in North America to have air conditioning. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm you know violently shaking my bun on top of my head in agreement. I am a big fan of air conditioning. I have air conditioning Dude. on in <sighs> the winter. I am a very hot, I run hot. I'm always hot. And I'm... Ellie's always cold. Oh, my God. And I'm literally... She's tucked under a blanket in a sweatshirt right now, and I have a t-shirt and loving, loving the breeze. It's 80 degrees outside right now. Yeah, and it's 65 degrees in here, isn't uh, it? The yeah, best? it's fucking freezing. <laughs> it's the best. Um, so that's my fun fact about the gold Christ. Um, Christ. All right. Uh, in the early 1930s, the former Elizabethan room on the ground floor was transitioned into a nightclub. That featured a revolving bandstand. Ooh. Um, NBC would actually film there featuring the oh, legendary yeah. Benny Goodman. Okay, I knew that. Yeah. Um, I, didn't put, I didn't put that together. That yeah. That was, okay, cool. Uh, and then following the outbreak of World War II in the 40s, the government purchased the Congress and used it as a headquarters for U.S. Army officers. See, that's the type of shit I know about the Congress. Like, that, I, when I looked like looked up the Congress, for whatever reason, that stuff well, yeah. stuck out to well, me I more, like what they have... used it for. I didn't know the government purchased it, though. They did. But they only had it for about five years, because in 1945, a group of Chicagoans, like, pitched in to buy it back, and they okay. reopened it to the public. But during that time, though, during World War One and World War Two, Just World War Two. It was during World War One as well, I okay. thought. Maybe not. I don't know. When we get to the ghosts, yeah, we'll talk about that. But I know I, it would be interesting to find out if during that time when the government owned it, if that's because they 100% used it to safe as a safe house for refugees. Sure. During World War Two, So I wonder if it was when it was owned by the government. They did that, yeah, or yeah. just in general. Oh, I'm guessing. I would absolutely imagine. That right. That's I when mean, they did that because if it was open to the public, that would be for people to purchase rooms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in 1945, it was reopened to the public. Um. And then, uh, a few years later, um, the Pick Hotel Corporation bought it and started a multi-million-dollar remodeling and modernization program. So, that happened in 1950 to 1952, and that's pretty much where the renovations stopped, to be honest. If you've ever been to the Congress, it's old as fuck. It is old. Like, you walk in and you almost start coughing, because it's, it's not that it's dirty, but it's like, it's just old. old. Yeah. It's just old. You can feel it. I read a really hilarious Travelocity oh, no. review. <laughs> it was like... It was Reading haunted. Reviews are my favorite things ever. Haunted and terrible stay. <laughs> Can you read it, please? Yeah. Okay. So, haunted and terrible stay. This is from August 21st. Oh, that's Harper's birthday. That's my daughter's Aww. birthday. Uh, 2013. Parking, I don't care. Hauntings. Oh! A whole section of their review about hauntings. Upon our return home, I did some further research on this hotel. I found out that it is one of the top ten haunted hotels in America. Before knowing this, however, the first night while the sh in the shower, my wife and daughter heard a strange sound coming from under the bed. I checked, saw nothing, and laughed it off. The last night of our stay, we were there in bed, and it was all very quiet. All of a sudden, we heard a knocking sound on our headboard. 
To this day, we cannot explain what happened. I had the feeling the whole yes, time you can. that there was something that would pop out of the walls. It was that eerie. Uh, so anyway, people have a lot to say about this hotel. People do have a lot to say but about this hotel. What but what I'm saying is, it's old. It is old, and before we kind of, that's a good, it's a good segue into kind of the haunts, now that you've given the background, but I will say, um, one of the things that the Congress is, I think we talked about this, that they're, like, known for that's really fucking bizarre is the fact that they are constantly wallpapering over old wallpaper. Really? Yes. So, like... When we will talk about, like, the most... I mean, I don't want to go too much into the most haunted rooms. But, like, supposedly... And I did check into this. And it is true that in some of the most haunted rooms... And I think some of it has to do with the fact that, like, some of the rooms have been vandalized oh, by sure. people going and staying in them. Well, there are so many rooms. I think there's some th- more than 800 rooms in this hotel, which is yeah, a ton. It's huge. That is a lot. Like, and I was reading more reviews and people were saying, my room wasn't getting cleaned all the time. And I'm like, if they were booked... Can you right. imagine, like, an, a and they get, team, like... They book up, too. They like, do. they're a hotel downtown. Like, during certain weekends, they do book up. And presidents stay there. Like, yeah. it's known as the home of presidents in Chicago. Teddy Roosevelt stayed there. Franklin Roosevelt stayed there. Um, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Barack Obama is always Richard there. Nixon. Right, right. Someone read my notes. <laughs> Good. All right. Let's move on to the haunts. The haunts. <laughs> insert, insert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. Um. So this is this is my forte. Um. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Just because we divided up this episode does not mean that the haunting is your forte. No, it's not. I'm much more into the. I. You We're know at, that all I was doing was trying to look we, up conspiracy theories about the Congress Hotel. I couldn't find it. We are equally invested in the haunting of this hotel. I'm sorry. Should we just Excuse go home? Excuse me. Should you leave at this point? <laughs> um. No. Um. Where, where should I start? Do you want? You know what? Though honestly, I really am. I really want to know more about what you found out about Pegleg. Peg, oh, oh. Yeah. So one of the most famous ghosts of the Congress Plaza is known as Pegleg Johnny. You know, very original. <laughs> fun, fun name. Um, and he is just as you'd imagine him. He is a one-legged ghost who jaunts about... In the South Tower, and he, like, fucks with appliances, turns lights on and off. Like, it's more of a troublemaker than, I'd say, like, a scary ghost. Okay. Um, more of a poltergeist. Um, but... Have people seen him, or did they just... Yes, yeah. people have actually seen the apparition of a ghost with one leg. Okay. Uh, or a ghost with a peg for a leg. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> um, but... An interesting thing that I found out from a website called MysteriousChicago.com um, is that there was a murderer called Conway, the one-legged killer clown, <laughs> who escaped from prison in 1925. 
Um, and I don't know if he escaped from prison in Chicago, but the murder that he committed was right down the street from the Congress Plaza. And okay. I think you read a little bit more about his past and, like, okay. yeah. how he came to be. So let's hear about it. So, um... It says, in 1912, a one-legged murderous clown was on the loose. So it said in the... Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine seeing that headline? No, I fucking can't. I can would you, not leave actually, my house. Actually, can we? Didn't that happen, like, two years ago? <laughs> Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, have a little clown how quick we forget. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, at any rate, um, the it said that fall in 1912, a wealthy heiress, Sophie Singer, and her fiancé moved to Chicago from Baltimore, and they moved into a house in Chicago with a circus-performing duo that went by the name the Conways. Mm-hmm. So they moved in with this couple. Charles Conway, whose real name was Charles Kramer, was a clown who had su- at some point lost one of his legs in a circus accident, and he walked on a wooden leg that he had fashioned himself. So, <laughs> a peg. Yeah. Yo, girl, you like my leg? I made it myself. (laughs) Hey. So it said the Conways were con artists who made their living off of whatever they could mooch off of others. It said when the heiress decided Chicago life might not be for her, the housemate's relationship turned sour. Mm -hmm. One day, singer's fiancé, Will, so this heiress. pause. What do you expect when you invite circus performers to come live in your house? Obviously, this heiress was not smart. She was probably like... I want to piss off my dad. Yeah. And invite a bunch of circus performers to come live in my mansion. I'm sorry, my cat is screaming. Yes. Right well, now. I was also going to say she 1000% has daddy issues. Oh, yeah. She's like, how do you like this, dad? She's probably I also got a like peg 18. leg friend. <laughs> um, so uh, the heiress, singer's fiance, Will, came home from a day of gambling. So he seemed kind of like, I mean, she was a wealthy heiress, but her husband or her fiance was a gambler. So anyway, obviously, those are the ones who get attracted to the wealthy types. Right, right. So um, he came home from a day of gambling to find the door to the rooming house, the boarding house. It says the rooming house. Okay, but it's like a boarding house. Okay, um, so he came home to find the door barricaded and its lock stuffed. Hmm. So I'm not sure stuffed with what, like a stuffed like. Sure, tissue I think that or means, like, an you can't olive. Get a key in. <laughs> love a stuffed olive. I love a stuffed. Now I'm just thinking about a blue cheese stuffed olive. <laughs> um, so when he broke down the door, ooh no! When he broke down the door, he found Sophie strangled to death with the clown's handkerchief, and her jewelry was gone. Way to leave evidence. Like what? Like, <laughs> Conway was not thinking. No, I think he wanted to be known for it. I'm sure, sure. he did. He was a killer clown. So the Conways rather. <laughs> Speaking of, have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I have not seen oh Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh my god, we need to watch it tonight. Have you seen Zombievers? No! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, the Conways um, were soon caught in Charles's hometown in Ohio. Um, the story made national news. The trial in 1913 was also covered by papers across the country, and it did include some tomfoolery. As Chicago-based author... some tomfoolery. Some tomfoolery. Um, so I'm going to kind of... There's a whole article about it, but I'm not going to go into that. But um, essentially, to get to the end of it, Charles and his wife were both convicted. Um, Charles for life, but he didn't serve the full term. Because he in, escaped. Yes. In 1925, despite his presumed lack of running agility. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
like just like I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing a man in a full clown suit, like with makeup and a peg leg, running down I ninety. I picture him like a table leg. Oh god! Do you know what I'm Just okay. Grindhouse style. Like a machine gun. It's just oh like, God. Oh God. Anyway, despite his presumed lack of running agility, he managed to escape from the prison. I love they had to like insert that in there. Like, you wouldn't think he could, but he did. But he did. Um, Good he for managed you. to escape from the prison farm he was working on, and he was last spotted in 1929. So he was never caught. Oh, so this is when people worked on chain gangs and yes. like were actually working in farms and stuff. Yes. When they were in jail. Yes. Okay, well, now he's trapped in the Congress forever. I'm convinced it's Tim. Yeah. I don't, don't, or it's him. Oh, no. This is kind of interesting. I guess it was reported that um, in the midst of confessing, he did a bit of clowning around with the reporters and police. And he said, say, Captain, do you know, or do you know that in this case, you can't hang a man with a wooden leg? And when the captain said he'd never heard of a law like that, Kramer said, you'd have to use a rope. I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> I was hoping you would as I was reading it. <laughs> and that I would laugh. Yeah, and that no. you'd laugh and tell me what it meant. No, neither of us get no. it. Maybe one of you can tell us. Tomfoolery is what that is. <laughs> that is a whole bunch of tomfoolery. But in any case, he was never caught. And so one of the... Rumors is that he, he hid. Yeah, he somehow managed to find his way into the Congress Plaza, which wouldn't be that crazy, you know, in in the 1920s, you know, Chicago and especially Michigan Avenue was hustling and bustling, and it was easy for people to hide out in one of those huge hotels. For sure. Obviously, we know Al Capone had rooms there that he regularly did business out of around that time. He put Um, people up there. He did. He would put people up there. You know, crime wasn't so, uh, you know, watched back in the day. No, have you seen Batman? (laughs) (laughs) Chicago's the OG Gotham. Yeah. That's disgusting. I know. Let me take it back. I'm not taking taking that one back. (laughs) I'm not. But, um, what... What was I going to... I don't you know. You were going to segue Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, um, so you said the house that this happened in was right by the Congress? Yes. It was down okay. the street. Cool. Says Mysterious Chicago. I don't have the address, but... Okay. That would be fun to look into. Yeah. By fun, that's not an appropriate word. Interesting, I suppose. No, it's fun for us. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it is. Um... Oh, that scared the bejesus out of me. No, that's just my own... 150-year-old apartment. God, I can't. All right. Um, Moving into the next one. We'll do the mom. You want to do the mom? Okay. Um, So one of the other uh, most seen um, apparitions or ghosts is um, a mother and her son. Um, And I'm going to try and do this by memory as much as I can, and then I'll do some some actual facts. But... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and then I'll put if in, you're here for facts, go away. Go to the go to a different <laughs> podcast. Go to a better researched podcast. Uh, one of the other um, most widely seen apparitions in the hotel is a little boy 
Um, and the story behind that is devastatingly sad. Um, Great. Let's hear it. Let's. So, okay, so during, um, as we said before, during World War One, so this says World War One and World War Two. Okay. Um, the Congress Hotel was used. If the internet says it. The internet says it. Um, postmortem post.com says it's true, so it must be. Um, this looks <laughs> reputable. Um, the Congress Hotel was used during World War One and World War Two as a safe house um, for immigrants and refugees from war-torn countries. Obviously, World War Two saw lots of people coming from um, Germany, Czech Republic, um, well, Czechoslovakia at the time, um, Poland, Russia, um, sure. lots of Eastern European. Eastern European countries with large Jewish populations. So, um, in 1939, a 42-year-old... Czechoslovakian Jewish woman named Adele Langer was, or Langer, either one, um, was staying at the hotel with her two sons, Jan Misha, who was four, and Carol Tommy, who Love was a six. male Carol. Um, so Jan and Carol, um, they were in the country on a six-month visa, which was about to expire. Um, her husband, who was um, fighting in World War II, I believe, some say he was just waiting to get his visa, some say he was in the war, um, was he was waiting to join them, and it became delayed and obviously unreachable. I think they... Please... I mean, I, it's not like you can just phone somebody I know, up okay. in the middle of the war I, I and don't be like, know when hey, the, babe, right. I'm on my way. Phones were very clearly invented. It, they were, but it wasn't like you could just call somebody trans transcontinentally. Right, that's what I... I mean, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know <laughs> that... I'm saying, like... Were like was like a it, phone in every room a thing in 1939? I'm not very sure, but I do think that um, even if it were, the phones were not reliable during wartime. Okay, like the don't most, expect right. Don't expect to get put right through. And I think it was more of those one phone per house and those switchboards. You know the. Thank you, please hold. Oh. Thank you, please hold. Like, okay. and I'm just, you know. And, I, and I, she's just poking and at I'm the air. I'm imagining Angelina Jolie in Changeling on her rollerblades. Yeah. It's a fucking great movie. It is a great movie. It's it around just, those times. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. All right. So, at any rate, the husband wasn't reachable, couldn't get a hold of him, and he, it was delayed, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, um... Adele was anxious because she couldn't get a hold of her husband. She knew that her visa was expiring soon. So she suffered from what we call a psychotic break. Okay. Back then, they said she was suffering from a nervous... Hysteria? Nerve- hysteria. Um, excuse me. So on August 4th, 1939, she went to the zoo with her children. Um, so... They came back from the zoo, and they returned to their room on the 12th floor, which, in my research, is supposedly one of the most um, haunted floors in the hotel. Also, um, there is a sealed room on the 12th floor. They sealed a room because there were such horrific incidents happening there, and they'd hear furniture moving and people screaming, and people would come running out of there. That's the room that the soldiers came running out of in their underwear. That's another thing. So it was just constantly, and and supposedly, this was the room that what I'm about to tell you happened in. Um, so they returned to the 12th floor, and Adele, one by one, threw her kids out the window. <gasps> so she literally just threw her little boys out the window. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
And once she looked down and saw that they were both dead, she jumped herself. And she also died. Um, Wow. Here's the devastating news, which, like... That wasn't devastating enough? No. Um, (laughs) I mean, as if that wasn't horrific enough, um, she died completely unaware that the same day, so later that afternoon, the hotel received a letter that the whole family, including the husband, had been offered permanent refuge in Canada. Fuck like, me. Are you joking? Um, so apparently Mr. Langer, Langer, whatever you want to say, um, received the news that his family was dead and then he committed suicide. Oh, God. So they yeah. all died. So they all died. But that being said, on the 12th floor, the, the, uh, the word on the street is, the the You've little been boy. To people in the streets I've been talking to people in the streets yeah. outside of the Congress. <laughs> okay. About the twelfth floor specifically. Uh huh. Um, I'll get the I'll I'll bring the uh, the audio next time. Um, so supposedly it's Tommy. Mm-hmm. So her son's name were Jan, Misha, and Carol Tommy. Okay. And apparently this ghost has told people that his name is Tommy. I mean, I wouldn't want to go by Carol either if I were I w- boy. You're not <laughs> incorrect. You are absolutely correct. And so, um, that's whatever. So, he's the second, one of the most seen apparitions. And I just want to read a snippet before you kind of get into some stuff. I want to read the actual newspaper article. Please do. From, um... The Chicago Daily Times. So it says the the article was um, the article was entitled "Death Leap of Three Refugees Laid to Persecution," is the title. Whoa! What um, does that mean, laid to persecution? I don't know. So um, it's dated August fourth, nineteen thirty nine, from the Chicago Daily Times. It was put in there with a picture of the window. Um, so if you look, you can see. Whoa! Is that Navy Pier? No, that's Grant Park. Grant Park? Okay. Um, Grant Park. We'll post this on Instagram. Okay, yeah. It's a pretty sad photo. Um, and on the back it says, it's like an actual photo, it says, 13th floor room and window from which Mrs. Adele Langer and her sons leapt to their death. T.WC. Okay. So that's, that's the photo, um, and here's the article. It says, a Czech Jewish refugees woman clutching her two children in her arms leapt to death today from 13th floor, a hotel here. The woman, Adele Langer, 43, and the children, boys of six and four, were dead when reached by, uh, when, were dead when reached by onlookers. Carl Langer, whose million-dollar textile plant was reportedly confiscated in Prague by the Nazis. No. So no wonder she fucking lost her mind. Wow. Their life's work. Was taken by the Nazis. Okay. The plot thickens. Um, so, textile plan, we're going to complicate with the Nazis. When informed of the death of his wife and children, oh, threatened to commit suicide himself. So this is saying he threatened that other article saying he did it. The Langer family had been here on a six-month visitor's visa and reportedly... Worried that they would be forced to return upon its expiration. So, obviously, that's that's why she did it's it. It's just so sad looking back now. I know I, d- I wasn't alive during the time, obviously, but I feel like we wouldn't just send people back 
to Czechoslovakia if we knew they were certain to be executed. You know, like, right. if they were Jewish, I would like to think in my kind, right. open, liberal heart that we wouldn't just send them back there. And that could have been, I mean, that could very well have been the case where they but, weren't going to send her back, but she didn't know but that. But she was coming from a place where people were getting executed. So, and everything she had was taken right, by the Nazis. And not to mention that Jews weren't treated well here either. Right. At the time. Right. So, wow. So that's, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, whoa, holy shit. It said this photograph sold for thousands of dollars. Well, we're going to post it on Instagram for free. All right. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that. Yowza. Uh, why don't you uh, bring the mood up a little bit? Well, okay, so I wanted to go over the supposed most haunted room of the hotel, room 441. Uh, Ellie and I also just called to book this room uh, in a couple weeks. Hopefully we'll be staying there and maybe recording a part two. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, the front desk woman was... Okay. Yeah, she was actually, she was nicer than I thought she was. Her tone changed. Her tone we, changed when we said we wanted room 441. She was like, ah. Ah. Okay. You're one of those. <laughs> um, so this room gets more calls to the front desk than any other room. Um, although there have never been any recorded suicides or murders in this room, it sees the most activity. Hmm. And a common... Um, theme among people who stay in that room say that they see a figure at the end of the bed, uh, and that like knocks on the bed, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because of that Travelocity review that yeah. we read. They said that someone was knocking on the headboard. Do you think that's the room they stayed in? I don't know. Maybe. I. My question is, is do, I I would like to know like if we do go there and we I would like to talk to the people that work there and just find out like. Do you put people in that room if your hotel's not full? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, do you avoid putting... I bet they don't because there's so many sick horror tourists like us. Right. That it probably gets booked. Okay. But we can ask when we're there. Um, But what I wanted to debunk was that some people claim that this room was the inspiration for Stephen King's 1408 and the horrible John Cusack movie. Barf. Barf. Um, but it wasn't. That was actually a room from the Hotel del Coronado in oh, wow. California. So that was just a big old fat lie. Okay. <laughs> Although I, I see it on a whole bunch of Chicago haunting websites. It's just not true. Um, and another false claim was that H.H. H. Holmes, Mr. Chicago Murder himself, the oh, devil in the white city. Jack the Ripper, question mark? Oh, could be. Who knows? Who knows? Um, with You've his, heard that theory, I right? Have. Okay. Of course I have. All right. H.H. <laughs> um, H. Holmes was never actually documented as being in the Congress Hotel. Okay. Um, some people have reported that he would scout for his female employees in the lobby uh, where I more just think that that's a, you know, embellishment of opportunity because he was cited at the auditorium. He was 
sighted in, in places very close by. And the murder, timing fit. Yeah, the murder castle was only blocks away oh, okay. um, to the south. So it wouldn't be improbable for him to have actually been there, but there is no fact that he snatched women from okay. this place. So it's kind of like... I like to imagine him kind of sitting in the bar, you know, with that crazy mustache and his bowler hat, like, swirling a scotch. Or an absinthe. Ooh. Right? No, I like to think he probably kept his wits about him so he could fuck up. That's other true. People, oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Gas him in his house. Woo! <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. So that is part one of Congress Plaza. Who knows if there's going to be a part two? Yeah. I'm thinking if we go there, we'll do a part two. For sure. Um, there's so many other things to this hotel, too. Like, there's yeah. so many. Like, I mean,. It was upwards of, what, 70 to 80 suicides that have happened in this hotel. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think we talked about it. I would have to look into it more. Do we, I think we talked about this. Do hotels just happen to have higher suicide rates? Right, because people want to go there instead of their homes. Right. And, like, they don't want their families to find them. They just leave it to the poor maid staff. Yeah. Or, you know... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but, no, like, it's, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Or, yeah. like, um, you know, you don't want... I know this is horrendous, but you don't want to leave a body in your own home. Right, because then your own house could be haunted, potentially. Right. I don't know about you, but I'd rather haunt a ritzy hotel than my shitty apartment. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. This, this box I live in. Um, yeah, no, so, but it was, yeah, countless suicides have happened there, and there's crazy, you know, hauntings and stuff, but I think that basically covers yeah. what we want to cover for Meow. For now, at least. Um Although, I was looking at upcoming events of the Congress, and they're having, like, a trashy radio DJ party there in October, and I looked at tickets, and they're only 20 bucks. So I think Ellie and I might go and get drunk and laugh at bros, but I, I don't know we if we'll see slip in. Let's just slip in. Let's get in that, <laughs> let's slip into that annex hallway. Well, I know there's going to be a lot of slutty Elmos. Yeah, sure shit. Yeah. But we should go in, like, horrifying makeup. Yeah. And freak people out. I'm telling you, I say we slip through the cracks. And just not pay. And just, no. I mean, like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not pay, pay to get in, you worm. But, like, slip in. Slip into the back and, yes, like, find the tunnel. And find, potentially, the killer clown. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to do that. Why not? Because I don't want to get killed by a clown with one leg. Why not? He's not an avid runner. <laughs> he is, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. He, he is. is. One leg. Oh. I don't want to be faced with that. I'm a terrible runner. Well, you know, I I mean, clearly he's a sorcerer. He's, he's an athlete. Is he's, what an, he is. he's a fucking athlete. I can't. What all a, right. Well, okay, all right. Thank you guys for listening if you've made it this far. Please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Ghoul Gang Podcast. Thank you, and bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, thanks for joining the Ghoul Gang. Yeah. Bye.